Chapter 18 So the Lord said to Aaron, You and your sons and your father's house with you shall bear iniquity connected with the sanctuary, and you and your sons with you shall bear iniquity connected to your priesthood. And with you bring your brothers also, the tribe of Levi, the tribe of your father, that they may join you and minister to you while you and your sons with you are before the tent of the testimony. They shall keep guard over you and over the whole tent, but shall not come near to the vessels of the sanctuary or to the altar, lest they and you die. They shall join you and keep guard over the tent of meeting for all the service of the tent, and no outsider shall come near you. And you shall keep guard over the sanctuary and over the altar, that there may never again be wrath on the people of Israel. And behold, I have taken your brothers, the Levites, from among the people of Israel. They are a gift to you, given to the Lord, to do the service of the tent of meeting. And you and your sons with you shall guard your priesthood for all that concerns the altar and that is within the veil, and you shall serve. I give your priesthood as a gift, and any outsider who comes near shall be put to death. Then the Lord spoke to Aaron, Behold, I have given you charge of the contributions made to me, all the things consecrated of the people of Israel. I have given them to you as a portion and to your sons as a perpetual due. This shall be yours of the most holy things reserved from the fire. Every offering of theirs, every grain offering of theirs, and every sin offering of theirs, and every guilt offering of theirs, which they render to me, shall be most holy to you and to your sons. In a most holy place you shall eat it. Every male may eat it. It is holy to you. This is also yours, the contribution of their gift, all the wave offerings of the people of Israel. I have given them to you and to your sons and your daughters with you, as a perpetual due. Everyone who is clean in your house may eat it. All the best of the oil and all the best of the wine and of the grain, the first fruits of what they give to the Lord, I give to you. The first ripe fruits of all that is in their land which they bring to the Lord shall be yours. Everyone who is clean in your house may eat it. Every devoted thing in Israel shall be yours. Everything that opens the womb of all flesh, whether man or beast, which they offer to the Lord shall be yours. Nevertheless, the firstborn of man you shall redeem, and the firstborn of unclean animals you shall redeem, and their redemption price at a month old you shall redeem them, you shall fix at five shekels in silver, according to the shekel of the sanctuary, which is twenty geras. But the firstborn of a cow, or the firstborn of a sheep, or the firstborn of a goat, you shall not redeem. They are holy. You shall sprinkle their blood on the altar and shall burn their fat as a food offering with a pleasing aroma to the Lord. But their flesh shall be yours, as the breast that is waved and as the right thigh are yours. All the holy contributions that the people of Israel present to the Lord I give to you, and to your sons and daughters with you, as a perpetual due. It is a covenant of salt forever before the Lord for you and for your offspring with you. And the Lord said to Aaron, You shall have no inheritance in the land, neither shall you have any portion among them. I am your portion and your inheritance among the people of Israel. To the Levites I have given every tithe in Israel for an inheritance, in return for their service that they do, their service in the tent of meeting, so that the people of Israel do not come near the tent of meeting, lest they bear sin and die. But the Levites shall do the service of the tent of meeting, and they shall bear their iniquity. It shall be a perpetual statute throughout your generations, and among the people of Israel, that they shall have no inheritance. 
For the tithe of the people of Israel, which they present as a contribution to the Lord, I have given to the Levites for an inheritance. Therefore I have said of them that they shall have no inheritance among the people of Israel. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Moreover, you shall speak to the Levites. When you take from the people of Israel the tithe that I have given you from them for your inheritance, then you shall present a contribution from it to the Lord, a tithe of the tithe. And your contribution shall be counted to you as though it were the grain of the threshing floor, and as the fullness of the winepress. So shall you present a contribution to the Lord from all your tithes, which you receive from the people of Israel. And from it you shall give the Lord's contribution to Aaron the priest. Out of all the gifts to you, you shall present every contribution due to the Lord, from each its best part to be dedicated. Therefore you shall say to them, When you have offered from it the best of it, then the rest shall be counted to the Levites as produce of the threshing floor and as produce of the winepress. And you may eat it in any place, you and your households, for it is your reward in return for your service in the tent of meeting, and you shall bear no sin by reason of it when you have contributed the best of it. But you shall not profane the holy things of the people of Israel, lest you die. Chapter 19 Now the Lord spoke to Moses and to Aaron, saying, This is the statute of the law that the Lord has commanded. Tell the people of Israel to bring you a red heifer without defect, in which there is no blemish, and on which a yoke has never come. And you shall give it to Eleazar the priest, and it shall be taken outside the camp and slaughtered before him. And Eleazar the priest shall take some of its blood with his finger and sprinkle some of its blood toward the front of the tent of meeting seven times. And the heifer shall be burned in his sight. Its skin, its flesh, and its blood with its dung shall be burned. And the priest shall take cedar wood and hyssop and scarlet yarn and throw them into the fire burning the heifer. Then the priest shall wash his clothes and bathe his body in water, and afterward he may come into the camp. But the priest shall be unclean until evening. The one who burns the heifer shall wash his clothes in water and bathe his body in water and shall be unclean until evening. And a man who is clean shall gather up the ashes of the heifer and deposit them outside the camp in a clean place. And they shall be kept for the water for impurity for the congregation of the people of Israel. It is a sin offering. And the one who gathers the ashes of the heifer shall wash his clothes and be unclean until evening. And this shall be a perpetual statute for the people of Israel and for the stranger who sojourns among them. Whoever touches the dead body of any person shall be unclean seven days. He shall cleanse himself with the water on the third day and on the seventh day, and so he shall be clean. But if he does not cleanse himself on the third day and on the seventh day, he will not become clean. Whoever touches a dead person, the body of anyone who has died, and does not cleanse himself, defiles the tabernacle of the Lord, and that person shall be cut off from Israel, because the water for impurity was not thrown on him, he shall be unclean. His uncleanliness is still on him. This is the law when someone dies in a tent. Everyone who comes into the tent and everyone who is in the tent shall be unclean seven days. And every open vessel that has no cover fastened on it is unclean. Whoever in the open field touches someone who was killed with a sword or who died unnaturally shall be unclean seven days. For the unclean, they shall take some of the ashes of the burnt sin offering and fresh water shall be added in a vessel. 
Then a clean person shall take hyssop and dip it in the water and sprinkle it on the tent and on all the furnishings and on the persons who were there and on whoever touched the bone or the slain or the dead or the grave. And the clean person shall sprinkle it on the unclean on the third day and on the seventh day. Thus on the seventh day he shall cleanse him and he shall wash his clothes and bathe himself in water and at evening he shall be clean. If the man who is unclean does not cleanse himself, that person shall be cut off from the midst of the assembly, since he has defiled the sanctuary of the Lord. Because the water for impurity has not been thrown on him, he is unclean, and it shall be a statute forever for them. The one who sprinkles the water for impurity shall wash his clothes, and the one who touches the water for impurity shall be unclean until evening. And whatever the unclean person touches shall be unclean, and anyone who touches it shall be unclean until evening. Chapter 20 And the people of Israel, the whole congregation, came into the wilderness of Zid in the first month, and the people stayed in Kadesh. And Miriam died there and was buried there. Now there was no water for the congregation, and they assembled themselves together against Moses and against Aaron. And the people quarreled with Moses and said, Would that we had perished when our brothers perished before the Lord. Why have you brought the assembly of the Lord into this wilderness, that we should die here, both we and our cattle? And why have you made us come up out of Egypt to bring us to this evil place? It is no place for grain, or figs, or vines, or pomegranates, and there is no water to drink. Then Moses and Aaron went from the presence of the assembly to the entrance of the tent of meeting, and fell on their faces. And the glory of the Lord appeared to them. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Take the staff and assemble the congregation, you and Aaron your brother, and tell the rock before their eyes to yield its water. So you shall bring water out of the rock for them, and give drink to the congregation and their cattle. And Moses took the staff from before the Lord, as he commanded him. Then Moses and Aaron gathered the assembly together before the rock, and he said to them, Here now, you rebels, shall we bring water for you out of this rock? And Moses lifted up his hand and struck the rock with his staff twice, and water came out abundantly, and the congregation drank and their livestock. And the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Because you did not believe in me to uphold me as holy in the eyes of the people of Israel, therefore you shall not bring this assembly into the land that I have given them. These are the waters of Meribah, where the people of Israel quarreled with the Lord, and through them he showed himself holy. Moses sent messengers from Kadesh to the king of Edom. Thus says your brother Israel, You know all the hardship that we have met, how our fathers went down to Egypt, and we lived in Egypt a long time. And the Egyptians dealt harshly with us and our fathers. And when we cried to the Lord, he heard our voice and sent an angel and brought us out of Egypt. And here we are in Kadesh, a city on the edge of your territory. Please let us pass through your land. We will not pass through field or vineyard or drink water from a well. We will go along the king's highway. We will not turn aside to the right hand or to the left until we have passed through your territory. But Edom said to him, You shall not pass through, lest I come out with the sword against you. And the people of Israel said to him, We will go up by the highway, and if we drink of your water, I and my livestock, then I will pay for it. Let me only pass through on foot, nothing more. But he said, You shall not pass through. And Edom came out against them with a large army and with a strong force. 
Thus, Edom refused to give Israel passage through his territory. So Israel turned away from him. And they journeyed from Kadesh and the people of Israel, the whole congregation came to Mount Hor. And the Lord said to Moses and Aaron at Mount Hor on the border of the land of Edom, let Aaron be gathered to his people for he shall not enter the land that I have given to the people of Israel because you rebelled against my command at the waters of Meribah. Take Aaron and Eleazar his son and bring them up to Mount Hor and strip Aaron of his garments and put them on Eleazar his son. And Aaron shall be gathered to his people and shall die there. Moses did as the Lord commanded. And they went up Mount Hor in the sight of all the congregation. And Moses stripped Aaron of his garments and put them on Eleazar his son. And Aaron died there on top of the mountain. Then Moses and Eleazar came down from the mountain. And when all the congregation saw that Aaron had perished, all the house of Israel wept for Aaron thirty days. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Peculiar Podcast, the podcast where we are reading and listening to the Bible every single day in order to finish it within a year. My name is James Chase. And happy Friday. Oh my gosh, we finally made it to the weekend. Is it? Is it not Friday? Okay. Uh, I, I took a bit of a risk with this intro. I just thought I'd be funny. Maybe I'll get lucky. It is, and it's actually Friday, in which case, happy Friday. <laughs> um, I hope you're doing well today, that you've had some water, you've, you've had somebody tell you that they appreciate you today, in which case, that you haven't, I appreciate you. I'm glad you're here. Thank you for listening. We are on day number 50, the 5-0. You have been listening to the Bible for 50 days in a row. I'm so happy for you. I'm, I'm so proud of you. I, I wish I could give you a, a high five or a hug if you're a hugger. You know, I'm, I'm just really happy. I'm glad that you're here. We have read through chapters 18, 19, and 20 of the book of Numbers. And now I'm going to talk about some things that stuck out to me. Now, I'll be transparent with you. I read through chapter 18 and it was one of those chapters where I had to study a little bit more in depth because I didn't know what to take away from it. And I've said it before. And I'll say it again because the rule applies as far as repetition goes. Pay attention to the words that you see over and over again. And if you go through chapter 18, you'll see the word gift or giving. And so what I take from that is that God is a giver. He, he gives gifts. He gives uh, the Levites as a gift to Aaron. He gives the, the priest office as a gift and a few other things. But the thing that really caught my attention and I want to just take a pit stop at is verse 20, which says, And the Lord said to Aaron, You shall have no inheritance in their land, neither shall you have any portion among them. I am your portion and your inheritance among the people of Israel. And that part that says, I am your portion, never really knew what that said, what that meant. I, I heard songs about that. Um, I can't think of it right now, but it's a very popular Christian contemporary song that talks about you are my portion. Um, like 
I, I can't think of it, but, uh, I, it's one of those things where you actually listen to the lyrics of what you're singing and you go portion. What in the world does that mean? So a while ago, maybe, maybe a year, I looked this up and what it is, it's, it's literally that it's the portion. It's what you get. And God is telling Aaron, you're going to have me. And, you know, you're not going to have any inheritance in the land and you're not going to have any part of what they have, but you're going to have me. And maybe at first it doesn't sound like a lot because all these people are, they get to have parts of the land. They get to inherit the land and, and Aaron doesn't. But remember, but before the, the previous verses, God tells Aaron and the Levites that they're going to be taken care of physically. And, and as part of the spiritual aspect, he says, you're going to have me. And I mean, that's the most amazing thing that you can get from God is God himself. And I remember looking into what the word portion meant at a time in my life when I really did feel like I didn't have anything and my life wasn't going to, wasn't going anywhere. And there's this Psalm, it's Psalm 73 and it reads uh, in verses 25 and 26, it says, whom have I in heaven, but you, and besides you, I desire nothing on earth. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. And I felt such assurance and peace and strength from reading that because if I have nothing else and I get nothing else at the end of the day, I have decided to follow Jesus. I have uh, accepted him into my life. I've, you know, been baptized in the name of Jesus and received the Holy Spirit. So I have this relationship with him and he has decided to be in relationship with me um, somehow, thank God. But I think that that is a wonderful thing to hear is God telling you that I am your portion. Um, I'm giving you all these things, but above all that, I'm giving you myself. So always seek the Lord, seek him while he may be found, seek him while he is offering relationship. The other thing that I wanted to talk about was the six grumbling that we have. I don't know if you've been keeping count, but there's more grumbling. Yay. It's wonderful. Not really. They're grumbling about not having water. And again, they're comparing it to being back in Egypt. And, you know, he says, oh, why'd you make us come out of Egypt? You know, that whole slavery thing wasn't that bad. <laughs> and God tells Moses to speak to the rock. But instead, in his anger, he hits the rock twice. Water comes out. Thank God. But it, it's from a place of disobedience. And so God says, you know, you're not going to come into the land. And you or Aaron are, are going to come into the land. and. It's a sad thing. Also, before this skips my mind, 
speaking of sad things, Moses' sister dies. Miriam dies. And in the beginning of the chapter, and then at the end of the chapter, his brother dies. And it, I mean, sorry, I didn't mean to chuckle, but it's sad. It's really, it's sad. He's, he's losing family. He's losing, uh, he's not able to go into the promised land. And I just, I just see this as a sad, a sad chapter, a sad moment. And I think I have to keep in mind and, and remind myself that these are actual people and they, you know, they, this is his brother, Aaron, his sister, Miriam. And I'm just imagining what that would be like to lose your brother and your sister in, in very close times together. But going back to the situation with The Rock, I think about how, one, again, the Israelites were grumbling and complaining. And it, this time it affected Moses and Aaron because they, they kind of succumbed to it. They were just, they just thought I've had enough, um, you know, forget speaking to the rock. I'm just going to hit it. And, you know, boom, you guys got water there. There we go. We did it. There you, there you are. And, and then secondly, just how Moses was given this instrument, this staff, and he's, he's done, God has used Moses to God has used Moses to use the staff to do amazing things, uh, such as the, with the 10 plagues and with the, with the rock, the first time striking the rock, the first time in uh, the book of Exodus and through his obedience that that staff was part of an amazing miracle. But through this instance, through, through disobedience, the staff was used um, and it, it, while it may seem like, oh, this is a miracle. It, it ultimately brought him misfortune because he's not able to go into the promised land anymore. And I think it's the same way that with the Bible, right? It's, it's how we use it. And some people, they use it to spread the gospel, to uh, live rightly, make wise decisions and maintain their relationship with God. On the contrary, some people use the Bible for selfish gain to push forward their own agenda, to make people feel bad, to cause destruction and discord and division. So the question is, how will you use the instruments that you've been given, um, primarily the Bible, but you know, just anything that you have in your possession, are you going to use it for what it was intended for? Are you know, you going to use it to, to do good deeds or are you going to use it to do bad deeds and cause destruction? You're going to use it for selfishness. I mean, that that's with anything, but in the case of the Bible, it's, it's truth and it's intended to be used as a way to maintain relationship with God, to uh, ha understand Christian living, to make wise decisions. You know, that's, that's the intention of the Bible to understand the, the character of God, to understand, you know, this aspect of holiness and just understand the reality of what's in front of us. And it, it all depends on the user. It's not 
you know, that the Bible is either good or bad. I mean, it is good, but when people say that, you know, the Bible is corrupt and and evil and, you know, because of what so-and-so did over here and what someone other, another person did over there, that doesn't say anything about the Bible that says more about the character of the person that's using it. So what are your decisions in how you use the Bible in your life going to say about your character? Are they going to say that uh, your decision is going to say that you're a person who is selfless and is uh, pursuing relationship with God? Or are your decisions going to say that you are not pursuing a relationship with God and you're just in it for the the clout, for the fame, for the promotion? What are your decisions going to say? That's up to you. And the, the very last thing I want to talk about in this podcast episode is Moses's character. We know from the very beginning when we were first introduced to him that he is not a perfect man. And we know from this recent reading that he's not a perfect man. And and I want to talk to the person that has looked at the Bible and looked at the characters in the Bible as perfect blameless people who made no mistakes there are none (laughs) there are none here and um, Moses is exhibit D like he's not even exhibit A man and so I I guess that's what makes this Bible more relatable to me It, it makes it timeless to me because there are people who they, they 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 messed up and they 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 did wrong and god is still god still used those people to, to do amazing things and so you know he do, he's done that throughout all the bible and he can do that with you he's done it with me and yeah and he can do it with you so don't act like you have to get your life together before you can surrender to God and have a relationship with God. That's not what he's looking for. He's looking for faith. He's looking for surrender. He's looking for just obedience and just willingness to follow him. Like that's just, that's all he wants. So I just urge you to make that decision, follow him. And if you get nothing else from following him, you get him. And I don't know if there's anything more you could ever want. Friends, I want to thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. It really means a lot that you decided to spend your time here. I hope I'm making sense to you. But if not, let me know. You can find me on Instagram at underscore Peculiar Productions or on Facebook at Peculiar Productions. Sorry, that was my pen. And it's after 11 o'clock. So I'm not going to edit it out. (laughs) Um, But until next time, thank you so much for spending your time here and listening to the Peculiar Podcast, the podcast where we are reading and listening to the Bible every single day in order to finish it within a year. My name is James Chase. Know that I love you, but Jesus loved you first. I'll see you tomorrow. Those he 
called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified.